This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that wants to thank Italy for giving us something to talk about during the international break. <laughs> Today we have Nicholas John. Hello, hello. He has a ponytail that's more divine than Roberto Baggio's. So <laughs> divine, in fact, you can't actually see it. <laughs> it's like John Cena. Right? <laughs> also, we have Karami Kamel. Buongiorno. Who, like Italy in their prime, has the eyes of a hawk, the grace of a swan, and the wisdom of an owl. In other words, Karami is for the birds. <laughs> and I am Faisal American. I am this podcast's version of Mario Balotelli. I throw darts at our interns. <laughs> Italy are out for a second consecutive World Cup. Uh, they were beaten 1-0 by North Macedonia in the qualifying playoff semi-final. Italy, who are ranked sixth in the world, were beaten by North Macedonia, who are world number 67. And uh, guys, if that hasn't hit home yet, we're talking about the reigning European champions here. Uh, the The stats definitely favoured Italy. 66% possession, uh, 32 shots of which five were on target. In contrast, North Macedonia only had four shots. Half of them were on target. Uh, despite this, North Macedonia scored the winner thanks to Alexander Trykovsky, who will now have to change his surname from Trykovsky to Succeedkovsky. Oh. <laughs> I saw that coming, but I still laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> You're so easy to please, dude. <laughs> okay, to Italy. Um, oof, uh, I think they only have themselves to blame, uh, especially Domenico Berardi. I think from that 32 shots, was it? I think 10 or 11 was from him and only two managed to find the target. Uh, it was a one-way traffic, guys, uh, in the in that match. But somehow, some way, North Macedonia managed to keep it, Italy at bay. Uh, of course, they parked the bus. All 10 players were behind the ball. So most of Italy's shot was from long range, which, uh, which was very, very difficult to be the goalkeeper or, or hit the target. And as the, as the match goes on, you just got that feeling that Just maybe this is going to be North Macedonia's night. And in the second minute of injury time, it did happen. Uh, defensive lapse, uh, lack of concentration from Italy did not. They did not uh, get the loose ball. Trykovsky pounced onto it and released. I think it is. It was the most sweetest shot that Trykovsky has hit in his career <laughs> to bring his nation. Uh, Advancing to the final of the playoffs, and also when you when you look back at, at the winning goal, you can see that the at, uh, the Italians were caught a bit off guard, especially uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma. I think number one, the Italians were expecting North Macedonia to just keep the ball and take the match into extra time because for so long in in the game that is how it was looking the, the Macedonians were hardly ever attacking it was all just defend 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 so I think they just like the rest of us 
thought that Macedonia was just going to hold on, take the game into extra time. Uh, and, and they weren't expecting an attack straight from a goal kick. And also number two, Tchaikovsky's attempt was from pretty far outside yes. the box. Yeah, so so I don't think Donnarumma was expecting a shot from that distance. So I, I guess you can say, you know, late in the game, just a couple of minutes to go, the Italians took their eye off the ball, figuratively and literally as well. <laughs> and remember in the last episode that we talked about the bomber in Indonesia? <laughs> <laughs> Italy would have really, really liked the service of that bomber, right? <laughs> yeah, make the ball look like a durian. <laughs> <laughs> They'd run away from the smell alone. Uh, I had a feeling that Italy would lose the moment that Giorgio Cellini said that they don't need to do anything extraordinary, just play their usual game. Uh, it makes you wonder if you actually looked back at the uh, qualifying campaign. They weren't all that good in the group stage. Uh, in eight games, they only won four and drew four, right? Yeah, precisely. And, and I think that's the worst thing about this exit. It could have all been avoided if they'd only done better in the qualifying group stage. They had Switzerland, Northern Ireland, Bulgaria and Lithuania in their group. But like you mentioned, could only win four and draw four. So if only they'd been more consistent in the group stage against opponents who on paper they should have been able to beat, they wouldn't be in the situation in the playoffs in the first place. Yes, and uh, I think in that four draws, I, if I'm not mistaken, Jorginho missed a couple of penalties in that. So, yeah, two penalties against uh, yes. Switzerland, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so in your face, Jorginho and Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're supporting Arsenal now. Now, before we get on to uh, other results, uh, do you see boss Roberto Mancini surviving this? I mean, yeah, he won them Euro 2020, but not qualifying for the World Cup is a huge deal. Oh, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be really surprised if he still keeps his job because uh, remember, Mancini did let them to, to win the Euros, right? So mm-hmm. in just a matter of months... Uh, Italy nosedive their performance nosedive uh, to not qualify for the World Cup so uh, I think in the post-match interview Mancini refused to comment about his future as the Ita- as the Italy manager and I he was distraught from, from his face you can see and like I said I, I'd be really 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 surprised if he managed to keep his job I think it'll be 50-50 uh, it, it really depends. If the Italian FA and the Italian public, to an extent, go with like logic, then I think he deserves more time because Italy did very well at the Euros. You know, it was a new look Italian side, and we we touched on this as well. You know how they've moved away from their passive defensive style, and they're much more dynamic now. So, based on the results in the Euros, I'd say yeah, give him more time, but. Uh, we don't know if the Italian FA and the public are going to feel the same way because the result is going to sting. It's going to sting for a long time for such a, a proud footballing nation like Italy. So if they go with sentiment, if they go with uh, emotion, uh, I think that, that Benchini is is gone. But I think if if the voice of reason wins out, then he he could be granted a little bit more time here. In contrast to Italy, Portugal kept their uh, World Cup hopes alive, beating Ooh. Turkey 3-1. <laughs> what was the booing for? Ronaldo. 
Well, actually, he played well, Nick, in that match. In the match, um, I thought that this would be a much more tighter, intense match uh, between Portugal and Turkey, but. Uh, Turkey proved me wrong. I think uh, Portugal, like Portugal, bulldozed them in the first half. Uh, on the match, only got interesting when Burak Yilmaz scored the only goal for Turkey. And a few minutes after that, I, if I'm not mistaken, they were they were awarded a penalty. And the same person who often was a hero for Turkey, Burak Yilmaz, skied the spot kick. And after that, it was just. Using the clock for Portugal, they they just hold held possession, um, just attacking when needed. They kept their defense compact, and fortunately, they managed to score a third goal uh, in the dying minutes of the game. But but you have to admit that there was an element of luck in this one as well, because if Turkey had made it to all, I think they would have been in you know with, with a shot because. At, at two all in a game like this with, with so much to play for, you, you just never know. It, it's just, uh, Yilmaz lah, you know, it, it's unfortunate that, that he, he missed that penalty. Otherwise, it would have been a really exciting game. Portugal will face North Macedonia in the playoff final. Uh, no guesses who I'm rooting for. Go North Macedonia. <laughs> that, 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 match, all the way. <laughs> that match will be exciting, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Wales, 2-1 win over Austria. Their opponent in the final is either Scotland or Ukraine, whose match was postponed because of, uh, I think it was uh, some war. Meanwhile, uh, Sweden <laughs> beat the Czech Republic 1-0 in extra time. They'll next face Poland. Um, Poland were due to face Russia, but Russia was booted up because of the uh, above-mentioned war. Over in the South American qualifiers, Brazil hammered Chile 4-0. Colombia, 3-0 win over Bolivia. Paraguay beat Ecuador 3-1. And uh, Uruguay pit Peru 1-0. Ecuador and uh, Uruguay uh, join Brazil as uh, among, among the teams who have already qualified. Argentina, whoever also sealed early qualification, will take on Venezuela at the weekend. Uh, be sure to catch that match live on Astro. Uh, moving on to some local news, there's confirmation that MotoGP will return to Sepang in October for the first time since the pandemic. Oh yeah, I am so excited. Uh, the Sepang circuit also signed a contract to extend uh, the Malaysian GP until 2024. It's also in talks for a further extension until 2026. Uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a great announcement. Uh, the Sepang race has always been able to attract the crowds. The races have always been exciting, so it's good to see that it's uh, going to stay on the calendar for at least another two years, potentially even four. And I think that based on the action on the track and the atmosphere at Sepang that we've seen over the years, uh, it's not really surprising like, that they wanted to keep the race there. Mm. Uh, but I just want to say that when news first came out that they were going to make a major announcement uh, regarding the Sepang circuit, I was legit hoping it was going to be F1. <laughs> that they were going to bring F1 back to Sepang to replace the cancelled uh, Russian GP. So for me, it was a bit anticlimactic. I was expecting... F1, but they got MotoGP, as good as that news was. Anyway, congratulations to Sepang for uh, extending the uh, MotoGP contract and uh, hopefully we can see some uh, live-action Bomo <laughs> as well. Huh? It could be a trend, right? It could be a trend. Come on, we can't let Indonesia be the only one. Lah. 
<laughs> Plus now that it's in the open already, why not, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still in Malaysia, newly crowned National Sportsman of the Year, Dato' Azizul Hasni Awang confirmed that he will retire after the next Olympics. Uh, so Karam, here's hoping that he can end his career with that gold medal that he more than deserves. Eh? Yes, and uh, pressure, I think pressure is going to be on him much more this year because uh, we have the Asian Games, the Commonwealth Games as well. So this will be the last time that Azizul Hasniawang will make an appearance for these games. Um, we we can see this coming, right? Because he's, what, 33, 34 now. Uh, at the end, we can see that at the end of his career, because his nemesis, uh, Jason Kenny from Britain, just announced uh, his retirement early on. One of the best athletes that Malaysia has ever produced. Uh, one of the, he's a living legend in the same stratosphere with uh, Dato Lee Chong Wei, Rashid Sidi, who also won four times uh, Sportsman of the Year. We hope, we really, really hope that Aziz, Azizul Hasniawan can end his career on a high note, especially getting the goal in the Olympics, the, that elusive goal that Malaysia has been searching for. Um, and all the best to Azizul Hasniawan. And yeah. I I really really hope that he will win all the all the events that he'll be participating this year. Right now, uh, speaking of retirement, there was a shock announcement that Ash Barty is calling time on her tennis career. Uh, I'd like to think of it as doing a Nico Rosberg. <laughs> I mean, she bows out at the age of 25 as the world number one with three Grand Slams to her name, including this year's Australian Open. Uh, she was the first Aussie in four decades to win it. Uh, in a video on Instagram, she said that the uh, timing was right and uh, she was both physically and mentally spent. I don't have the physical drive, the emotional want, everything it takes to challenge yourself at the very top of the level anymore. And I am spent. I just know physically I have nothing more to give and that for me is is success i've given absolutely everything i can so was she talking about my marriage as well (laughs) (laughs) with that we've come to the end of another podball sportscast thanks for being with us guys but before we go i just want to say that sometimes we can get too negative about ourselves until it is hard to see the light but remember that time that you were encouraging to a friend or that time that you complimented a colleague on their work Well, remember, they think that you are pretty awesome. So stay awesome, my friends. Keep on being an absolute legend. This is Podball sending you all the love you deserve. I'm Faisal Merikan. I am Karami Kamil. And I'm Nicholas John. 